Harsh Words with Friends. This is a public service announcement. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Everyone has a plan till they get punched in the mouth. I'm on the solo to keep from killing y'all. I guess I'll fade into oblivion when you see me smash someone's skull. You enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binary people, world, this is the Orange Boy for Friends show, and I am the Teflon Teddy Bear, Dante Hale. And this is your favorite auntie, Nia. Remember, you can find us anywhere you find podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all over the place. Uh, just remember to subscribe, rate, and review and we uh, will be very appreciative because it helps us out. We will take your feedback, uh, particularly in the form of five-star ratings. Mm-hmm. So you can go ahead and hook that up uh, for us on Spotify and all them other places. Um, also, we'll take your feedback uh, as far as like harsh truths or you no know, comments about the show, friends at gmail.com. Send your uh, letters, too, if you want us to answer some life-changing questions. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, if you want us to tell you how to live your life, okay. We're not professionals, so take no. that with a grain of salt. Still send your letters, though. It's sea salt, though, so it's fancy. It's fancy. <laughs> you, 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 you'll dig it. You'll dig it. I think so. <laughs> and I've, I've been chomping at the bit. I've been I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this. Waiting You've for been this. waiting for today's episode. Yes, yes, okay. I have. You know why? Why? Because I have something good. It, usually, with me, it's like oh, it's like a little life thing, or mm-hmm. it's a thing that's not actually good, but I found a silver lining in it. But today, okay. oh, today. I got something good. So it's time for Tell Me Something Good. Right, this is the part of the show where we tell you something good, and today I'm gonna start out. My something good just brings a smile to my face for two reasons. You see, the last few years I haven't been watching football because, well, you know, I was like the whole Kaepernick thing. Kaepernick ain't got a job, so fuck, fuck the NFL. And you know, they they blackballed them. And, like, I found out some of the most, you know. Some of the most uh, activist types that they've been watching football didn't stop. I was like, really? That so? I was like, I ain't judging you, but I'm kind of judging you. But they like, yo, you can like go ahead and watch football again, bro. I don't know how you I, like not watching it ain't really gonna affect shit. I was like, I don't. I guess. I guess. I mean, okay. But 
even better than that, I decide, okay, I guess I'll watch the Super Bowl, I guess. And then, as soon as I make that decision in my head, I get, I think it's a sign. I think it's a sign from uh, our Google overlords. And it's that, like the article popped up, and I was like, yes, this is a sign from my Google overlords. Yes, thank you. All be praised, Google. (laughs) (laughs) Brian Flores, former coach of the Dolphins, is suing the NFL, the Giants, the Dolphins, the Broncos, claiming racism in the hiring process. I just saw that story, yep. He's filing a class action lawsuit, so anybody else who want to jump in can jump in. And the NFL, the Giants, the Broncos, and the Dolphins claim a racial discrimination in the league's hiring process for coaches and executives. He filed the suit with the Southern District of New York on Tuesday. In it, he accuses Dolphins owner Stephen Ross of offering him $100,000 for every loss in an effort to tank for the number one draft pick during the 2019 season. And includes texts he alleges are from New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick demonstrating that the Giants conducted an interview with Flores while knowing that they intended to hire Brian DeBoli uh, as head coach. Uh, the suit also alleges that the Giants interviewed Flores simply to satisfy the NFL's Rooney rule mandating requiring that teams interview minority candidates. I figured out there are two ways that you make change in this world, man. You hit them in the pockets or you light some shit on fire. Yep. Which was definitely hit them in the pockets too, lighting some shit on fire. Yeah, if yeah. it's not yours, if it's theirs. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be theirs. You can't just light your own shit on fire. That makes no sense. <laughs> and lighting shit on fire can hit them in the pockets if you're strategic. Don't like, like they need to designate one person in a riot. They're like Google, like nope, this is black owned. Keep rolling, like <laughs> mm-hmm. just one, just one person. But um, this is what they say is. Uh, been uh, in Belichick's text. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, I fucked this up. Belichick texted to Flores after accidentally revealing that Flores had not gotten the job for the New York Giants head coach mm-hmm. before Flores could even interview for the position. Wow. Wow. He got spoilers. <laughs> I'm sure. Because you know he's going to be, you know, we got to cash in on the interviews and everything that builds up to the you know, to the oh, he was trying to text the the guy they meant the uh the hire. That's what happened. He texted. Oh. Sounds like you've landed. Congrats, Belichick wrote in the text to Flores. He, uh, Flores said, "Did you hear something I didn't hear?" And uh, Belichick texted back, "Giants." After Flores told Belichick that he had not yet interviewed for the job, Belichick replied, "You are their guy, and coach." You're <laughs> then he wrote, "Coach, you're talking to Brian Flores or Brian DeBowl." Just making sure. And then Belichick responded, sorry, I fucked this up. I double-checked and I misread the text. I think they're naming the bowl. I'm sorry about that. Damn it, old people. Get it together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, old people. <laughs> old gives it away again. <laughs> yep. That's what I'm talking about. grandchild on the text. That's what I... I'm a look. I'm a. I'm gonna find out Bill Belichick's number and just just include him on a group text just just, <laughs> just to confuse him, him 
and be sure. So I know all the racist shit when it goes that I'll get all him and Jerry Jones. I'll put them on the same <laughs> on the same group text, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, because you know he'll be extra confused, especially on a group chat. Everybody, he's not gonna know who's on first, who's on second. I think I think Jerry Jones Jerry Jones might be a little slicker than that though, because you remember when they had the whole John Gruden racist email thing, like. Mm-hmm. Like Jerry Jones, they find not one racist thing and no email from Jerry Jones. I think Jerry Jones went to the Cowboys facility and just throwing computers out the fucking window. Like, nope, nope. Yeah, y'all ain't find- fucking intern take care of all that. Y'all ain't finding no emails here. Nope, nope. Uh, that, that's a hands-on. Jerry Jones handled that himself to make sure that nobody uh, snuck a laptop away or nothing. He was just up the frisbee and laptops out the window. <laughs> Probably I wouldn't doubt it, but he's still gonna have to have his younger intern remove all that shit from the cloud. <laughs> you know he don't know how to do that shit. <laughs> Jerry Jones walked outside. Look, he threw the, all the laptops out the window. Then walked outside. He looks up like, now how do we get them shits out the clouds? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you help me. This is what I hired you for. <laughs> well, you said you can get the emails out of the clouds. Now, do I need to get you the private plane or what? What are we doing? <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. I would not doubt that. <laughs> it's just a, like everyone knows the shit's run in a super racist way. It's all like, you know, good old boys club handshakes and stuff. And occasionally, you know, you get you get uh, you know, somebody thrown in there, you know, on their, like, they're so good, they're undeniable. Mm-hmm. Or or you have uh, a situation like Blind Flores in Miami. They're like, all right, what we need is a black face to put on this and we'll tank and I'll pay you to tank and not do this to the best of your ability. So we have a black face on all this losing. Right. I wouldn't doubt it. I would not doubt it at all. You know, you, you know that had to be on purpose. They asked, they didn't ask the, the last white coach to do that. No, it's always whenever they 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 want to clean either clean up some shit or you know don't want to be blamed for some shit. You know, it's always it's gonna fall on somebody of color to either clean it up or take the fall for it, which is unfortunate. Yeah, always need a scapegoat. Need a scapegoat. Uh, now, what you got good? What's good? Uh, what do I have? So, mine is kind of, you know, I- I've been struggling with utilizing all of my streaming services just because mm-hmm. I get overwhelmed. So, I- I'll log into Netflix, but, you know, it takes like 20, 30 minutes just to find some shit. So, I have this list written down of all this, the shows that I wanted to um, get up to date with. And so Abbott Elementary, um, Grand Grand Crew, and, and I think you mentioned this when I was trying to find this before you started the show, Our Kind of People. Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? Yeah, like Our Kind of People is like a drama yeah, off that's I, what the, that's I what the think I'm getting into trying. And I know when you mentioned it, I was like, no, 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 that's not it. But yeah, anyway, it's called Our Kind of People. All three of those shows are really good, really fresh 
um, even our kind of people, like I thought, I mean, it's not like a show we haven't seen before where you have a super rich family and then, you know, there's a secret child. Um, it's like, it's like Negro dynasty. Right. But it didn't have, you know, the villains, the villain, the people who you thought were the villains didn't turn out to be actual villains or they were a little bit more redeemable and they didn't fall down the, the normal trope. So it was, even though the, the, the foundation of the story or the show is similar, there was some, um, it was very refreshing for some other, some other aspects of the show. It's really worth it. All three of them shows are really worth it. So I'm, I'm catching up. That's my good news. Catching I'm up. using my streaming services. <laughs> <laughs> I Look, I... From day to day, I don't know what I want to watch. Sometimes I will just give up and go, you know what, I ain't going to watch it. Or, like, I'll watch... Like, I will also do a thing where I'll go, you know what, I enjoyed this thing. And I... But I don't want to pay attention to anything. So I'll just have a familiar show running in the background. Mm-hmm. For no reason, not watching it. It's just background noise. In the background. Yeah, I'm gonna have to find something long enough to do that. Um, right now, it for me, it is Harvey Bergman, attorney at law. Ooh, I'm gonna have to get into the Law and Order. And then when I for decades, I can play for a month straight without a miss. The fun thing about Harvey Bergman, attorney at law, is that when I like, if I am like walking by the TV and I do engage, next thing you know. It's funny as fuck, and it doesn't matter where. It's so absurd that I don't. I I didn't miss any of the story. I fucking didn't even have to pay attention to it. It's just funny on its own situational merit. There. Yeah, those are the good shows I have where you can just kind of jump right in. I don't like the ones where you you miss a show and then it's like I don't know what the hell is going on. So those those are the shows that typically lose me. Like I'll start them, be into it, miss a show. And then I have no idea what's going on. <clears throat> and that like, was like, that was empire for me. So <laughs> I missed the show and it was just like, okay, well, I don't know what the hell <laughs> is going on, but this is, this, we done jumped the ship. So I'm good. So also my other thing that's for tell me something good since it, to, the, today is the first day of black history month. Um, and, uh, on the 26th of January, the Minnesota Vikings named Kwasi Adomensa Kwasi Udofo Mensa. All right. Uh, I, need to, I need to get I need to get his name right. That's right. When you, look, if we can get uh, fucking if we can get the hipster ass kids' names right, we gotta get we gotta get these African-based names right. We got to. Especially right. Well, right, that's why I had to slow down and take my time. Like, hold on, let me let me make for sure I'm getting his name right. So it's Kwesi Odufomensa. And he's the, the team's new general manager. He's going to help them um, get a new head coach. Uh, I believe he's the first um, African-American to do so for the Minnesota Vikings. And yes, shit got real racist. If you have that question, it's uh, under all over social media, the comment sections got real racist real fast when he was named. So there's that. Oh yeah, because it's 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 Minnesota. No, it could be anywhere in these United States of America. 
the first black anything is going to have racist comments. It doesn't even have to be the first black anything. It it just gets real racist real quick. Well, I, I think, <laughs> I think I, I, black. I'm just saying, while it may get like go from zero to 60 in like 0. 0. 0.1 second, like I feel like because it's Minnesota and went from zero to super racist in 0. 0.05. You know what I mean? Like just no. slightly, like just, just, this is no. like they just beat you to the, you just, no, like they quicker on the buzzer. Nah, no, it's the same from sea to shining sea. Uh, yes, yes. Anti-blackness is global, and it's definitely in the United these United States of America from coast to coast. Name the first black any you can doubt if you want to, but we you and I both of our black asses know anytime there's a first black anything in the comments on social media anywhere, there's gonna be a ton of racist. So well, I, I just I make that assumption just because um I stopped reading comments a long time ago. I stopped. I can't, I won't. Yeah, I try to not I might peruse the first few and then give up, especially something like this. This one, I just, the first few comments, they were very positive. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop here. I'm not going to keep scrolling and do this to myself because that's that's weird. <laughs> this is how, I'm going to tell you how bad this guy because And I was like, All right, let's see if it's like the first comment or maybe in the first 10 comments. And it got so bad that... That uh, the Yahoo uh, the Yahoo article I found on it uh, when I look, just looked it up says our goal is to create a safe and engaging place for users to connect over interests yeah. and passions. In order to improve our community experience, we are temporarily suspending article commenting. That's right. how bad it got. Exactly. They were like, you know what? We don't want to hear any of your input. We don't. Even... I have absolutely no idea why the local news station that I was looking at didn't turn the comments off because it, it gets real racist real quick no matter who what is going on if there's a brown face there's at least half a dozen comments immediately that are super racist and they never turn the comments off until you know later on in the day or whatever so <laughs> you know it's, you know it's funny as soon as like if he turns them into a winner they're going to be kissing his ass we'll see We'll see. I wish him all of the success, and I hope I hope oh, yeah. he get another black head coach. And I hate to do it like this. I wish him success, but not all of the success. Not, not more success than my team that I root for. Like, I wish him just enough success to not surpass my team. And what is your team? Is it the... What is it? The... I'm from Atlanta, so... Uh -huh. Regre so, regrettably... Yeah, Atlanta Falcons. Falcons, see. I will watch football. I do not know teams, so I mean if you wanna you wanna throw smoke at me, that's fine. I don't I, no, I, I, look, I have absolutely no idea besides the Vikings and the more obvious <laughs> teams, but the, the more no. obscure teams, uh <laughs> The more the ones, the ones you don't hear about too much, 
uh, those get forgotten. I don't have space in my brain to to remember those teams. So. <laughs> What's a more obscure team than the Vikings? Never mind. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna do. I ain't gonna do that. If you want to shade the Vikings, go on ahead. I'm not a Vikings fan. In that time that Michael Vick came in and just absolutely just wrecked the Vikings that time, you know. I mean, you know. That's that's the last thing I remember the Vikings. And then it was then it was like, hey, where they go? Um, probably choked. So <laughs> that is they consistently choke. They'll start really good and then choke. Like amateurs, I don't understand it, but people are diehard Vikings fans, and it feels like an abusive relationship because it's like they never win, they get you all hyped up, and then only for them to choke and lose. And then, <laughs> yeah, I, I found uh, one of the local uh comment threads, and it's not so much racist as exactly what you just said it is. <laughs> Someone says, I'm optimistic, and then someone else answered it and said, that's frowned upon here. <laughs> I mean, I don't, they're not wrong. <laughs> I, as an Atlanta Falcons fan, I get it. Hope is the worst thing you can give us. It's the worst. Oh. Right. And you guys, uh, didn't you guys win a Super Bowl? No, no. Oh, Look, you you you, you did that on purpose. You did that on purpose. I have you no know. room to talk. The Vikings have not won shit. We actually went to the Super Bowl and choked. <laughs> well, no, we didn't go to the Super Bowl. We almost got to the Super Bowl. We were one game before the Super Bowl, and their goofy asses choked. This was like <laughs> the last time that I was a, a, a for real Vikings fan, and this is well over ten years ago. I think we got to the. The very first, the deciding game, and they just they blew it. They were playing perfect all season, and then halftime, they were just like, I don't know what is football, what is this brown leather I, thing in my hands. <laughs> from I now the source I was getting the comments from in this case was their SB Nation page, the Daily Norseman. So these are more people who are more into sports than like your, you know, your casual. The racism that seems to be coming from your casuals, like on your, like, you know, your general Minnesota radio station slash TV station comment threads. Uh, good old fashioned racism. <laughs> yeah, Midwestern racism. Uh, oh, the Midwest. Well. Well, the women's shoulders are broader than mine, and they got the nerve to talk. Like, <laughs> like they got the, they had the nerve to talk about Michelle Obama and those straw-haired white women walk around with shoulders wider than mine. They never looking like linebackers. I have no comments. <laughs> I mean, I look, go ahead, and comment. I'll cut it out. I, I promise, I'll no. do that. I don't have no comment because I don't. There's no lies told. I have no rebuttal. I have nothing to add to that. But these, you know, these, these Midwestern defensive linemen, they got they're super thick and super tall up here. You know. <laughs> I think it's the Norwegian roots. 
Oh Lord! All right, so I, I, this is what we can do as a as a Falcon as a returning Falcons fan and a uh, I guess casual Vikings fan. Not even casual. I'm just like whatever y'all want to do this. I'll give you the same energy this year that you give out. So. See, but look, if they if they if, like, if they start winning suddenly, you'll be up there in a jersey at a parade, jumping up and down and stuff. You can't you can't be bandwagon like that. I don't care. You can the listeners can give me all the smoke they want, but I mean the way that they choke, I have to protect my peace. I can't be stressing watching these games and I'm getting super excited and then they asses choke and then I'm like, you know, got my blood pressure all up. I have to hold them at arm's length. I'm doing this for my own mental and emotional health. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, but then like if you if you're too separated and, and you ain't got no skin in the game and then they start winning. You know, that's bandwagoning. You can't bandwagon. It don't matter. I'm going to still spend my money for a t-shirt. They'll get somebody will get paid <laughs> for my bandwagon this. <laughs> All I know is a friend of mine suggested, like, man, if you get back in, if you're going to come back in and view football again, maybe you need to come in as a neutral party. Maybe you just need to be... <laughs> A conscientious objector or a silent observer or something like there's, that. There's no fun in that. I was like, I, 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 I can't, I, I can't, not root for the Falcons, man. Like my, my father was, my father had a picture that he took of the of um in Flowery Branch where the Falcons practice facility is. Before there was a facility, all they had was a clearing in a forest that they cleared to practice in. And he took a picture. Okay, no, your dad is super old. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> took a it's a black and white picture. And you see these dudes in like in the fucking helmets and shoulder pads and shit. And the leather shits. It, no, it wasn't the leather <laughs> dad face man. Shut up. <laughs> like they're in this forest fucking clearing and the shoulder pads and the helmets and shit practicing. And I was like, God he's like, yeah, that's the first Falcons practice. Yeah, I, I'm a legacy. I'm a legacy Falcons fan. Oh, okay, all right. There's nothing wrong with it from the beginning. From the begin. From the beginning. Neither of my parents are legacy Vikings fans. So, you know. what, what were they? Um, my, my dad. He's just a general football watcher too. Like he doesn't have a, 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 a um. A team that he really roots for. My mom doesn't care one way or the other. If it's on, she'll watch it. So maybe it's just my own, <laughs> my <So>. own upbringing. <laughs> Neither so. one of them really care. They'll watch football for the excitement of the game or whatever. But they no, I don't. I don't recall my dad or my mom having like a, an official team. Just a very non-committal house, huh? Yeah, yeah. When she remarried, her husband at the time was. Um, a Washington um, fan, but that's uh, pretty much about it. Don't they come out with their new logo and shit tomorrow? Yeah, and I have absolutely no idea. So forgive me for calling them the red name, the wrong name. So oh, that would be great if they went, uh, if they went that direct. If they were the Washington Rednecks, that would be fucking phenomenal, especially knowing the actual uh, root of you know, where Redneck came from. 
I mean, it works out better if they had it like that, but you know, they they're not gonna do that. They have, they they can have their like their 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 logo with like the the red fucking neckerchief and shit, like the fucking miners who are fucking protesting their rights and shit. It could be dope. It could be dope. They're not thinking that deep. They just wanted a quick fix. I don't even remember what the name is. They're gonna make it something. They're gonna be like, we have to be marketable and cuddly and be able to sell plush toys of this. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's gonna be something they can make a plush toy out of. I think it's like a bird or some shit. I don't know. It'll be like a. It'll be like a. Ad, have a stuffed admiral or something. It'll be like a Washington admiral, which I would never. Like the last time, like you made some shit, the Washington Generals or the Washington Admirals, don't they get their ass stomped by the Harlem Globetrotters all the time? Like you're just kind of sending a message, I think. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. It feels like you're sending the message of, hey, we just here to you know show up. Get these few points, not enough points to win, but these few points, and uh, put on the show. Uh, also, the Washington Commanders. That's uh, their new name. Hold on, they've already came out with it. I thought they were supposed to come out with it tomorrow. I'm looking on the interwebs, and Google told me via the New York Post that their name is the Washington Commanders. Ah, uh, well, well, that's not very. <sighs> Yeah. We'll see how they how they live up to it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they do if they come up with like a little plushy, like you know, thingy to sell, or how they sell. You know, are they going to redesign? They're supposed to redesign their uniforms and shit. So you know, you never know. See what happens. We'll see. We'll see. That's all I got for my something good this week. I'm all alive. Right. I'm still COVID free. Shit, that's another one. Still a COVID virgin. Still have our COVID virginity. As Can't far as be... I know, damn it. Meanwhile, y'all breathing sluts just out there raw dog in air. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere I go, it's like me and one other person with a mask on besides the, the employees. The only thing I care about is as long as the employees at the, the restaurants and the supermarkets or the stores I go to are protected because I, I, there is a uh, karaoke place here in New Orleans that is doing it right. And people are like, can I take my mask off? They're like, no, you can only take your mask off if you're six feet away from somebody and sitting your ass down. If you're going up to sing karaoke, you sing with your mask on. And like they ain't playing them games. They're they definitely not, aren't playing. Somebody they are, got super sick and it was like, fuck all of y'all. And and you have to have proof of X. They are not playing them games. And I'm I'm, I'm like I'm like that's that's the place I'd feel safe going to do karaoke in the in the midst of all this. I'd feel I safe. I would. You got all those people singing just open air, just coming out of their bodies. In a you know in a confined space, I'm not surprised, but you know, we've been at this shit for two years, and you know, people doing whatever they want at this point. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I think of it like this because uh, I, I think of this is the perfect time for certain people to come together. Like this could have been the time where all people come together and show concern for their fellow man, and they could have you know it could have been a whole. Th- 
thing where everybody's doing for everybody and wearing the mask for the sake of others, but he didn't do that. Now, the people who are wearing masks, I don't know if you know, but there is um, a unwritten big man pact. Okay. Like When I walk into a spot and I see another big man, we kind of lock eyes, we nod. That means if it goes down, we form up and we clear a path and run over everybody to get the fuck out of here. That is the big man pact. Right. Well, and I'm not a big man. I am a big lady. And I don't know. I don't think myself and other big ladies have a pact. We do yeah, got each other and recognize, you know. Yeah, y'all, y'all, you know, just kind of be like, I see you, sis. I see you. But like, no, right. big man, we, we have the unwritten we pact. It's no like, we're going to form up we're going to form up like an offensive line and we're going to truck everybody and get the fuck up out of here. So now, now, whenever you see like three big dudes, it's kind of, you're like, oh, these big dudes are just generally hanging in the same area. That's what it is. Be sure to be behind them. So let them clear the path. you right behind them. But that's been happening lately with people like who are masked up and doing what we're supposed to do. We look at each other and we're like, yeah, so if it, if, like, all these motherfuckers go, like, full walking dead and start coughing or start, you know, like, it's like, we going to get up out of here. We're going to lock these doors and slide a broom across the fucking door handle and lock these motherfuckers in here, right? Like, that's, <laughs> yes, exactly. More than a broom handle, though. I don't like, know. Like, what, like whatever it is, zombie, we gonna, I can't we, do. I want the Walking Dead zombies, like the we, slow ones. We gonna we gonna bury them. The World War Z ones. I'm dead. Gonna, I'm just gonna go out into the street. And be like, just take me now. I'm not. Ain't no way. I'm gonna be outrunning y'all, motherfuckers. We gonna we <laughs> gonna we gonna we gonna barricade them in there. We gonna barricade them in there, and that's what that's what. Good good look. Good look. <laughs> All right, yeah. y'all. It's time for who gives a that's right that's where uh we present uh articles and we decide on a scale of uh zero to five fucks how many fucks we give about said item Nia, would you like to go first Sure. So I came across this story today and basically a brawl breaks out at a golden corral in Philadelphia. And I know you're thinking, haven't I heard this story before? Yes, because this is not the first time that a brawl is broken out in a golden corral. I think the last <laughs> most recent time was in Florida. Of course typical. it was Florida. Of course. Of course. But this time it was in Philly. And shit got real spicy when this golden corral ran out of steak. Oh and, no. <laughs> and the person who was in line, somebody had butted in line to get the last piece of steak. Shit got real. And, you know, chairs were thrown, tables were thrown. So, do you give a fuck? As a uh, as a official member of Buffet Club, uh, I do technically give a fuck, but only a fuck. Because this is such a common, it's such a common occurrence for people to butt heads and go around. It's it's a little different. That's in Philly. You usually don't catch that in Philly. But and, and but check it out though. I they ran out of steak. Get, get some roast beef. Get a what's the? It's a one fuck, one fuck given. <laughs> 
to be fair, so the owner of the establishment where this happened um, clarified and said that all I'm going to say is we're a family restaurant and this was this was a very unfortunate accident, unfortunate accident incident. Can I not speak today? <laughs> so, um, yeah. How many fucks do I give? And, I mean, I pulled the story out more primarily because it was funny to me. You have people in the middle of a pandemic at a buffet fighting over steak. So I give it five fucks. Because this is probably how the zombie apocalypse starts. <laughs> it's, it's, it's what it's, it's, it shows you how scarcity and the scarcity mindset can like really drive people to act out of character. I'm going to assume they just don't be fighting over steaks. Mm, I mean, steak, steak is good. Steak I mean, is good. Steak is good. But and God damn. I've had Golden Corral steak, so who knows? It probably could be fire. I've had Golden Corral steak. I wouldn't fight for a Golden Corral steak. You wouldn't throw a chair for it? No. Nah. Not even? Nah. What nah. you got? 90 Day Fiance star Stephanie Matto ended up hospitalized. Oh, shit. She ended up hospitalized after eating too many beans to sell her farts. What? I'm sorry. That's right. Stephanie Matto sold her jarred flatulence for $1,000 a jar. And made over two hundred thousand dollars in her two month venture while subsisting. How much money? Two hundred thousand dollars while subsisting on a diet of yogurt, eggs, and beans, and ended up in the hospital when she thought she was having a heart attack. Uh, Stephanie Motto is an influencer, YouTuber, author, and former star of TLC's 90 Day Fiance, but she recently launched a new business venture after realizing demand was high for a rather unorthodox product. She found lucrative part-time work bottling and selling her own farts until things went terribly, terribly wrong. I'm grossed the fuck out, and I'm not mad at her hustle. I know that you can <laughs> buy and sell panties and boxer shorts. Um, and I thought about consider. I mean, I've considered it. There are people out there who use they sell their panties. Um, farts is another one. I don't that I, that's. I would not do that. Like, how do you verify it's authentic fart? Like, how do you uh, like number one? Is there is there even a fart in a jar? Like, you could probably just put a stink bomb in a jar. Number two, like, how do you know it's their fart? I'd be like, hey, if you got a fart, fart in this jar, just throw it on pile. You know what I mean? Like, just. <laughs> That is wild. That is wild. But I mean, she made two hundred thousand. That's why I'm like two hundred thousand, though. But she is a celebrity and an influencer. I doubt my fart to get that. How much do you think your fart to get? And nah, my farts are private property. No, in private property in the sense of if I share my farts with you, that means that we have a bond. That means that we like we there. Other than that, my farts are for me. You know, you got a family secret over there. Just share only with, <laughs> only no, with man. your inner circle. My, my farts smell like cinnamon rolls and nigga. If you don't and, and fine <laughs> and fine aged mahogany. Sure, okay, 
all right. And then mine smell like strawberries and cream, man. <laughs> Cinnamon rolls and fine aged mahogany. <laughs> I'm thinking I would probably being somebody just a layman, so not a celebrity, not an influencer. I don't know. Maybe like a couple grand. I, I think you got to be famous to be able to sell your farts like that, or like, no, I mean, or like, no, or like a can. I think she's famous. She's she got two hundred thousand because. She was on a show, and she's got a popular whatever going on. Where she yeah, like if you go to OnlyFans, maybe you could sell your farts. Like maybe, maybe somebody be like, "Yeah, go ahead, no, go ahead, bottle me one of them and send it on out." Right, like on film and with a jar. Like here you go. I'm, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not doing that though. <laughs> that is just oh, right now. There's somebody it. crafting an email, <laughs> like harsh words with friends at Gmail. <laughs> Dear Nia, could you send me a jar no, of fart? They would have to give me two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> oh, you! Oh, you! Hold on, you! You are I'm absolutely you're jumping the market. She she made a total of two hundred thousand dollars. You want a you want a one time hit of two hundred thousand dollars? Hey, in order for me to do it, it's gonna be a one time hit. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be manufacturing the shit. No. Oh, so you doing it? You doing the heist? It's the heist. You in? Bam! You out? No, it's a rare item. So you have to go high with a rare item. Nah, that sounds more like a heist to me. That's a, <laughs> the, <laughs> what else you got? Oh, is it my turn? It's, it's your turn. turn. It's your turn. Got thrown off. I'm sitting here like, okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, scientists in a study for Alzheimer's have trained mice how to drive cars. So, I mean, the study is long running, but basically for their training them, these mice have kind of symptoms of Alzheimer's and they're training the mice in these plastic boxes with wheels that look like, and there's like a little steering wheel. Um, and they're, they've been training them how to drive. I thought mm-hmm. it was the cutest shit ever. The study is for Alzheimer's. So what do you think? How much of this do you care? I give all the fucks. I give five fucks, and this is why. It's like now I I live in New Orleans with uh, where they exile bad drivers. Like now I got to look out for mice. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're definitely not out and about on the street. This I'm just saying, mice in a lab. And I'm just saying. They have, and, they have like a little track for them, so you're you're gonna have to do your Google homework and find the story to get the full details and see the video and all that shit. It's kind of also rats in a little box. Also, between the uh, the the, the self generating like frog embryo stuff that that's like little nano machines, and between that and now now they got they've provided transportation. Now they got a mouse Uber. To take them to places to take over more machines to start the rise of the machines, and I don't appreciate it. I don't appreciate it at all. Yes, it's gonna get real weird. It's gonna get real weird. You see, a, you see a mouse pull up and a little Terminator frog jump out the car, and you, <laughs> you're like, "Oh shit, it's going down." It's definitely <laughs> going down. 
<laughs> this is ridiculous, ridiculous, and I want no parts of it. I do um, like to see the. I care because I do. I give it like a six because. Yeah. <laughs> look, you, you, you can't even, ain't even. You're giving it all the fucks. You're trying to give it additional fucks now. Well, because we've been at, you know, we've been trying to find a cure for Alzheimer's for a very long time. And if this, if mice in a box with the steering wheel driving around a little racetrack in a lab helps get us there a lot sooner, fantastic. That's why I care. What else we got? All right. Um, as Tonga comes back online following the eruption of its massive Hunga Tonga Hunga Haape uh, volcano on Saturday, we're learning more about the toll this took on the environment and its people. But there's one survival story in particular that's gaining attention around the world, and that is of Lasala Fualu, uh, a 57-year-old Tongan man who says he swam for more than 24 hours hours after he was swept out to sea by the tsunami waves the eruption triggered. Fualu, a retired carpenter who lives on a small island called Atala, with a population of about 60 people, shared his story with Tongan media agency Broadcom Broadcasting. George Lavaka, uh, whom the Guardian identified as a senior editor at the radio station, shared a translated transcript of Fualu's uh, interview on Facebook. Fulau uh, said that he was painting his house on Saturday evening when he heard from his brother about the incoming tsunami and climbed up a tree to seek refuge. He and his niece climbed down during a lull, but were caught off guard by a massive wave. He estimates more than six meters or nearly 20 feet high and swept out to sea at about 7 p.m. local time. Fulau told the broadcaster that he has mobility issues that affect his legs and prevents him from walking, quote-unquote, properly, he could hear his son calling out to him from land, but didn't respond because he didn't want to risk his safety uh, by him jumping in to try to rescue him. You know, my thinking was if I answered him, he would come and we would both suffer. So I just floated, dashed around by the big waves that kept coming. It stayed in my mind, uh, with my mind, if I can cling to a tree or anything, if uh, anything happens, I lose my life. Searchers may find me and my family can view my dead body. Uh, Fallout first reached ground on Toke Toke Island. He said he saw a police boat heading back towards Ata around 7 a.m. and waved a rag at it as it passed by, but it did not stop for him. From there, he set off on uh, for the island of Poloa, a journey that lasted from about 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. He then swam to Sopu, which is on the western edge of the capital, Nuku Afalo, uh, on the main island of Tonga Tapu. He said his mind was on his family during what Reuters describes as the 7.5 kilometer or 4.7 mile swim to the main island. How many fucks do you give that this man said, no, he, he, he was probably humming, I will survive the whole time. How many fucks do you give? Ooh. And it's a very interesting story, so I'll give it about two fucks. Hey, I, I I give it I give it five fucks, and this is why. Okay. He is number one. He is uh, differently abled. We'll say mm -hmm. his walking ain't what it should be, according to him. He said he said he wasn't able to. He's not able to really walk properly due to a previous injury. 
And the fact that he swam 24 hours, 4.7 miles, that that is that is a, a portrait of a survivor right there. And I can't do shit but respect that. I can't do okay. shit, but so he gets all that's the fucks. Point. I'll give it three. I'll give it three fucks. Cause that's that's a lot. I know I can't do that shit. Yeah, I, shit. If I look, if I after then all you gotta, you have to swim for twenty four hours straight. Then you gotta think about it. This is this is the island group. This is Tonga. This is out in the in the in the in the South Pacific. This is there are sharks and jellyfish. You are now in the water. You are not on the top of the food chain out there. No, that's a guy. That's a goddamn survivor, and that is nothing, nothing but respect. Nothing but respect. Much respect to that guy. Yeah, that's gonna yeah, be yeah. an interesting story because you know he's gonna have a book out soon. Oh, I and I will. Oh, and I will buy it. I will buy it immediately. A book, a movie. Although, like, we would have, I'd have got swept out to see doing something totally different. I'd have been like, oh, the wave coming. Um, I wouldn't have been painting my house. I'd have been, they'd have been like, Dante and his PlayStation were <laughs> swept out in the ocean. <laughs> painting his house. Dante and his PlayStation, like he was still, he was, he found him floating, still playing NBA 2K22. <laughs> Go ahead, dude. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So let's see. I have so many this week. So, co creator Gary Conway says that the next Punisher should be cast as a black veteran, which would make the <clears throat> which would make the a stronger representation of the current cultural zeitgeist. So how do you feel about that? I think it'll be a good look to kind of switch it up a little bit, see something a little different. So I give it about four fucks. How many do you give it? That the Punisher is going to be a black. As a comic book nerd and a mm-hmm. fan of the original Punisher, mm-hmm. um, as also a veteran and a large black man, mm-hmm. I give all the fucks, but for a reason that you may not, uh, not for the reason you're thinking. Okay. I, I give all the fucks, and this is why. All I need. Is to because you know how the cops tried to co-opt the Punisher shirts, which made no sense. They tried to co-opt the Punisher symbol when the Punisher, uh, the, the Punisher skull symbol was a uh, indicative of the failings of law enforcement. Why he felt he had to take the law into his own hands, and so uh, cops are dumb. Um, right, they're not going to get nuanced. They just yeah. a cab. A cab, but um, this is what will happen because they don't get nuance. You know, they came out. The, the Punisher now has a new symbol because that previous symbol was co-opted, and now all I need as a fat, big black comic book nerd is to go out and fucking be wearing the new Punisher symbol, and now it's a black Punisher. 
who like deals out justice in the way he deals it out. And now, because I'm wearing the shirt, they assume I got a gun and I get hassled. That's the one. That is the one benefit to being fat that I like. That's the one reason I was like, I'm like, hey, I'm I'm doing yoga, I'm stretching, I'm you know, I'm back at the exercise, but I, I'm I'm my diet. Like you can't out train your diet, so you can get healthier and more flexible, and but you can't like if you want to lose weight, your diet got to get right. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm easy on the diet right now because. There are three things as a fat man I don't fit. Skinny jeans, under armor shirts, and the description of the suspect. You know what I mean? Don't do none of those. No, like you'll never what I know is I think you should call your agent tomorrow, your manager tomorrow, and say, whenever they do the casting call for the next punisher or they're featuring a black guy, make sure I get into the room. That's all I need for you to do. Oh, you said I got Punisher face. You do. I mean, it's not a bad thing, though. It's not a bad thing. You have, you exude somebody who I would think would play the Punisher, for especially for this new iteration of it. And after having uh, said what you said, I'm wondering if the co-creator had the same thing in mind, and that's why they're switching it to a black veteran, and then they switch the logo because of you know the police were doing were co-opting the symbol in the whole you know anti-hero of the Punisher. So I'm wondering if he was on the same wavelength as you. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I like I like how um, open and diverse a lot of like legacy characters have become. Like you know. Uh, Superman's son is by. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like little super, little Superboy. I'm, I must be far gone. <laughs> I didn't know Superman had a son. Yeah, yeah, he got got a son, and and, and, and he by. Okay. Yeah, got, got a little boyfriend and stuff. He be like, no, he's his boyfriend is his Lois Lane. He be racing to save that little motherfucker and shit. That's okay. dope. It's dope. And, uh, you know, uh, some characters have passed down their mantle to, you know, women or, or, or you know, LGBTQ people. Or, like, it is so awesome to now be able to see stories where, you know, where you get this type of representation in the comic books. Because before, like, it just gets boring all these all these white men trying to figure out how they're going to save the world. Like, like if anything, representation matters because you know you're playing it in your head. Like, yeah, I wouldn't do it that way. Yeah, with, from your own cultural experience, this is how I would go about it. So it's good to have that representation there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. People All right, like to see themselves play out. My 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 last article for uh, who gives a fuck? Hmm. A teenager, very entrepreneurial spirit. He's asked Elon Musk for $50,000 to delete the Twitter account that tracks <laughs> that tracks the billionaire's private jet. Now, the SpaceX and Tesla chief executive described the tracker, which uses publicly available air traffic information, as a potential threat to his safety. So this teenager... Uh, it's saying he'll do, delete the Twitter bot, which tracks that jet, 
for $50,000. Jack Sweeney, who's 19, turned down an initial offer of $5,000 to shut down the at Elon Jet account, saying the payment wouldn't replace the satisfaction he received from running it. <laughs> the SpaceX, uh, of course, uh, SpaceX uh, Tesla chief is reiterating, hey, I may get killed. But the University of Florida student described himself to Business Insider as a fan of Mr. Musk and said he had created the bot as it would reveal what business is going on and where he is going. Mr. Sweeney has launched similar accounts tracking the planes of Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos. The, account, the accounts state that they tracked aircraft, not who may or may be on board. How many fucks do you give? I give five because one, I I like the super pettiness of it. Of this is a chef's kiss level of pettiness, but then <clears throat> I give it five fucks because if you're gonna tell somebody you're worth billions of dollars and you tell somebody that you're concerned about your safety, one would think you would pay more than five thousand dollars. You cheap motherfucker. <laughs> Like, you know, pay that child. I mean, 50000 is like his first year of college, probably. About to be. So, you know, pay what you're worth. 5000 That's all you're going to ask, and that's chump change. He probably had that in his wallet. Yeah. He, like, he, he probably reached in his wallet and was like, I got 5000 I need 5000 Right. Just reach right in his back. It's like, no, bro, you're going to have to at least, you're going to have to at least Venmo me this. Like, something, something. Exactly. Gotta, I need a wire transfer, something. Something. Don't be just so, trying to give me petty cash out your wallet. Exactly. That was definitely, that was, yeah, definitely petty cash because that was not enough. Um, What are you thinking? He's, he's lucky the kid that'd be like, yo. One million dollars. <laughs> it's not like he don't got that either. That's the cushions of the couch. He got five G's in his wallet, a million in his couch cushions. <laughs> he pulled a Doctor Evil. One million dollars. Hey, fifty thousand sounds sounds reasonable to me. Sounds like that's a level-headed young man with an entrepreneurial spirit. Yep. If he gets another fifty thousand from Bezos and another fifty thousand from Gates, that's just, that's probably that's the, the University of Florida. Shoot. That's two years college. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's 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 two years easy, 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 easy. With a little change, ain't God afford to go get pizza? Right. You know what I mean. Uh, Get him a little hacky sack, some pizza. You know, they do the damn thing. Live comfortably for them two years. <laughs> comfortably. Right. So and, and, and if he if he squirt a little bit away, collect interest and have something to get his life started on the back end of his degree. Yeah. I wonder what he's gonna do next though. Like who he gonna troll next? I don't know. That's top tier. I mean, if I can, how much do we need to pay him to clear out everybody's student loan debt? How about that? <laughs> if you can do that, how about you help us here? Oh, now, you know what I do to, uh, to clear my student loan debt? It's just whenever uh, Sally may pop up on my caller ID, I go uh, block, de decline, <laughs> decline, 
Block this number. Out of sight, out of mind. Hit the climb. That's what you do. That's right. what so you do. Alone is between you and Biden and God. <laughs> <laughs> it's above me now. <laughs> that, 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 that dead is dead to me. It's in the upper room. The upper room. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my last one is, so it seems like everybody's been doing their damn thing during quarantine because Rihanna and ASAP, the brat and her uh, fiance Jessica, Nick Cannon, and model Bree are all expecting children. Of course, Nick um, Cannon's expecting another kid. Like, come on. Yeah, like, I mean that was that was the least surprising of out of all of these. But yeah, yesterday, uh, Rihanna and ASAP had published pictures where she was, you know, outside showing her baby belly. Um, and then a little bit after that, the brat had announced that her and her fiance, Jessica, are about to have a child. So, you know, that's some some good news to end on, I guess. Zero fucks given, not my business. I mean, that's that other other I just I just don't take interest in other people's family like that. As long as they don't drop their kids off at my house, we good. Especially yeah, not Nick. I mean, especially think, not Nick Cannon. Don't come by here with all them goddamn kids. Don't do it. <laughs> well, like, you gonna I see an article like and be like, I don't know who that is or all that. The whole tribe of kids. Nope. He better come with eight nannies for each child because I ain't doing nothing. One day you gonna hear a. One day you gonna hear a report. It's gonna be like Nick Cannon has phone sex is now expecting twin twins. <laughs> <laughs> I should mark myself safe from his. <laughs> I should, no. Um, but yeah, I think how many fucks do I give? I'm, I feel similar when it comes to celebrity kids. You know, I just you just put it out in the atmosphere that they have a happy, safe, healthy pregnancy and everything turns out right or whatever. And that's pretty much the, the extent of my care. So, you know, two, three, two or three. Yeah, I wish them all the luck. Don't bring them kids by my house. Zero fucks. Right. I, it's tough for the harsh truth. It's right. It's tough for the harsh truth where we roast a person, place, thing, any now that all that deserves to catch this Verbal heat. 30 seconds we got. Go ahead, Neil. All right. So my harsh truth this week is as grown adults, we are responsible for our mental and physical health. We are also uh, responsible for the things that trigger us. So while I don't find a problem with, you know, social media posts that give up trigger warnings or whatever, I don't feel a way about trigger warnings. What concerns me are, you know, grown adults who come after folks for triggering them, which means that you're not dealing with whatever that trigger is. You're not growing. You're not growing. You're not dealing with your mental health. You're not dealing with your emotional health when you, because you, you can't walk, you can't have people walking around on eggshells around you if you're not dealing with your triggers. So take that journey, figure out what triggers you and find out why you're being triggered by whatever it is and uh, learn how to deal with that. Righty-o. All sure. right. 
my harsh truth is for whoever the fuck sent me an invitation to this app called Open. For those of you who don't know, Open is an app where uh, you anonymously can speak your truths out here. And what it does is when uh, someone invites you and it goes down your contacts list and anonymously invites everyone on your contacts list. So now you have like this weird game of six degrees of Kevin Bacon that you're playing. And look, if you want to speak freely, you can always do so to me if you're if you're my friend. Or if you're not my friend, to anybody, your therapist, whoever. But uh, this feels useless. It feels dumb. And please, stop that shit. Be, as a friend, and someone who was friends with me had to have sent me this shit. As a friend, feel free to say whatever the fuck to me. Like, if you're having trouble, if you're having, like, whatever it is, say it to me. Shit like this, it's useless. You can't get your needs fed by the faceless masses. You can't get uh, a a true empathy from uh, an anonymous source. You know what I mean? So be be better. Be bolder. Be braver. Open up. Be truly, truly open. All right, y'all. That's been it for this episode of the Harsh Words for Friends show. Uh, remember, you can find us all over your interwebs. Uh, please remember to tell a friend about this show because it helps us. Um, you know, remember subscribe, rate, review, give us them five stars. Uh, answer the questions that we have on uh, Anchor and Spotify. We always I've started uh, posting the question along with the show, so please answer. You know, Throw in, throw in a little, you know, smart remark or whatever you want to do. Um, also, donate to our PayPal. You want better quality? You want, you know, better hosting? Uh, donate to our PayPal. Listen to the Harsh Words with Friends at gmail.com uh, email address. You um, are pants. We need money for that. And, yeah, don't don't lie to the people. I ain't wearing pants no more. Fuck but um, oh, you can also hit the donate button on Spotify uh, and Anchor. They have they have a place where you can donate uh, there too. Uh, remember, uh, check out our Instagram, Harsh Words for Friends. Um, check out my Instagram, Dante B saying stuff. Uh, um, my Instagram is uh, Nia Imani six one two and. Um, TikTok is purpose underscore no faith underscore purpose. And you're a TikTok menace. You're a TikTok menace to the algorithm. Just you. Just you. Um, so anything for the people before we be out? Um, no. No, absolutely not. Definitely check out our, our questions. Get those answered. That'll be interesting to hear from you guys. So. Um, yeah, yeah. Give us feedback, of course, at the at the um at the email in the, in the e drop some e drop some uh, feedback in the in the e box if that I don't know what it's called it's fine whatever uh, but <laughs> as I always say remember not every word can be a harsh one sometimes you got to share a kind word with someone because that kind word may be the only thing keeping them from stepping over the edge I'm hoping someone shares a kind word with you too because 
the only good, the only divinity we'll find in this world, we will find in each other. So don't be a dick. Be right to yourself and protect your peace. Until next week, peace or some reasonable facsimile. (laughs) Bye, guys.